Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. I'm so glad that you are joining us here today at Wisdom Talk Radio because we're going to dive into into the deep end today. Things like surrendering to the gift of the moment, to what God, the universe, is is presenting to you. Um, what happens when you make the leap from your way of seeing your life only from the personal perspective to how it is situated in the greater whole? What if it all comes down to choice? As my guest today would say, either love or fear, trust or control, truth or fiction. Stay tuned. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the quantum connection process. Head there to discover your unique connection with the essence of who you are by taking the quantum connection quiz. And that essence is as you create what you are here to create. Because we're each designed to connect with source differently in our own unique way. And knowing our own style opens a deeper connection with that universe, with that source. It's the secret to creating what you truly want in your life. Because you are exactly what is needed. My guest today is Jonathan England. He is a transformational leader and community builder whose name has become synonymous with inspiration, empowerment, and positive change. With more than $500,000 invested in his personal development, you know, quick aside, I had to start thinking, I wonder if I come close to that. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look at that someday. <laughs> invested in his personal development, Jonathan is a, he really is a true visionary who has devoted his life to helping people awaken to their full potential, tap into their deepest desires, and make the impossible possible. He is also the author of If I Die Before I Wake. Welcome, Jonathan. I'm really excited to have this conversation today and to see see what emerges. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm excited as well. As I was listening to your introduction, it's so in alignment because our core message at Earthwaking is your only job for being alive is to be you. The only way you can possibly fail is by trying to be something that you're not. And your difference is the only thing that can make a difference. So I was, I was hearing that in what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say we're, we're kind of aligned in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh boy, we could start in a lot of different places. But since I said something about that love or fear, trust or control, truth or fiction, um, maybe we could start with that. And, and something that's a, kind of a corollary to me to that has to do with surrender. And the willingness to surrender. And I'm what I mean by surrender in this case is surrender to the bigger picture, surrender to your inner guidance, surrender to the way in which the universe is trying to show up for you. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a, a bigger divine design beyond what our little mini-me can, can perceive. You can't see the picture when you're inside of it. And so <laughs> we're, we're looking from this little limited perspective, but there's something much bigger at play and so when we start to surrender to that how, we're, how the surrender happens how it happens is by that choice which is love or fear because that's the only decision that you have i always say um if you every decision that you make from fear is the wrong decision even if it's the right choice 
Whatever decision oh. make, every decision you make from love is the right decision, even if it's the wrong choice. Because the end doesn't justify the means. The means create the end. So the means is what you're using, what you're what you're choosing with, what you're using to choose, which is the fear of the love. And so, what would you mean in that case about a wrong decision or, or a or, right decision? Yeah, an example would be like. Uh, Let's say there's a, a person that you're like, is that, am I supposed to be in a relationship with this person? Is this, is this my person? Right. And if you make the decision from fear, like feeling like I'm not enough unless I have them, then it could have been the right choice. That might actually be your person right there. Okay. But if, you, if you make it from fear, feeling like you're not enough without them, then once you get them, you're still going to feel like you're not enough because you came from fear rather than love. So now guess what? You're going to produce the fruits of the fear, which is going to be, sabotaging that relationship you're going to do everything that you can to destroy it because you don't think that you're worthy of it absolutely right choice perfect person for you yeah 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 yeah. it's who god wanted to present to you yeah and then you but you're going to continue your own patterns or your same patterns correct yeah so what what about the other side though so you make the decision out of love and it's the wrong wrong quote-unquote choice yeah it was the wrong choice so maybe it was uh um oh man that's great what would be a good example for that one i'm trying to think of a a wrong choice that i made from love mm-hmm. it's really hard to look at it find because it because it's like immediately shifts like the moment that you made it because you know all things work for good for those who believe believe what that all things are working for good so as long as you're in the love it's like you can't go wrong you can't make the wrong decision i mean kind of like okay here's here's an example um, there's a lot of musicians that are very talented that they'll be playing and they accidentally hit a wrong note, mm-hmm. but rather than resisting the wrong note, they lean into it mm-hmm. and it alters the song. It shifts it. It adds a dynamic to it because they didn't resist it. They, it was the wrong choice. That wasn't the right note, but when it happened, they leaned into it. They didn't fear it. They didn't resist it. They leaned mm-hmm. into it. And a lot, there's musicians that have like really, they're when they're, they're banned, if they're like the lead and the band has been trained to follow them, mm-hmm. the entire band instantly adjusts. And now right. that's the song. Right. And so it wasn't you, even an accident. You know, yes. nobody can do it except for the person that did it. Yeah. And, and you end up creating something brand new. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's a really juicy dynamic right there that, that happens really all the time. Um, I, for some reason, I work with a lot of authors and often people are, you know, get, get caught in, this is how it needs to look. This is how it needs to sound. And whether it's, it's creating something you're writing or whether it's creating a a program, oh, this is the inspiration I got. And so that's what it is. Of course, it was a download. It was from God, however you want to think of it. But they don't stay open to the ongoing changes and the, the, the nature that is creation, which is implies change, which implies leaning into and seeing what wants to be created. Yeah. So if you get trapped inside of an answer, uh, then, you know, you'll calcify. That's you're, you're already dead. If you're OK, this is the conclusion. And I'm now I'm staying here. Now I'm in a destination. But you're, there, there is no such thing as a destination because the only thing that's constant is change. So in school, we were taught that the answers are more important than the question. Just regurgitate the answer the way that it was said to you. As long as you can regurgitate the same as it was said, then you get an A. But if you don't regurgitate the answer, then you get an F. 
but the questions are the answer. Like it, we live inside the question and our, our life is going to be determined. If we've got really crappy questions, we're gonna have a really crappy life. We've got mm-hmm. really crap, really great questions. We have a really great life. So mm-hmm. our job is the what and the why let go of the how and the who, because when you're stuck inside of the answer inside of the how all you're going to do is reproduce what you've already done, which there's no growth, which means there's no life. Yeah. Cause that's all, you know, yeah. yeah. And, the, and so I always say they're, they're, the only thing we're in control of is our smallness because it mm. we're, like you can't control love because love mm-hmm. is all there is. It's infinite. And, and so what we can do is control how much we allow ourselves to experience. So mm-hmm. we're in control mm-hmm. of our smallness. We're in control of our suffering. We're not in control of peace. We're not in control of love. We're not in control of joy. Those are the only things that are true and they, they exist forever but we can throttle it back and re- and remove ourselves from the experience of those things. And mm. so we throttle it back with, with a- like taking an answer and then using that. Cause it's like, we're packaging moments so that we can control the future, mm-hmm. but no mm-hmm. need to control the future. If you think that you need to c- control the future, you're already making a decision from fear because you're afraid of the future. Right. If you know right. that all things are working for good, everything is perfectly according to love's plan, then there's no need for that. And so, mm-hmm you can stay in flow and in alignment with the love that's coming through. So you said something um, in your book, if I die before I wake about um, you just have to not block the light from coming through you. Uh, that was so beautifully said. Yeah. I, I got I, one job. It's just, it's just stay out of the way. I got it. And so I can always notice when I'm living, when I'm going through life, because again, the only thing I'm in control of mm-hmm. is my smallness and in our, my comfort zone, but my comfort is my cage. So as long as I'm staying out of the way, I, in this journey of me starting to, you know, share the share a message, mm-hmm. I, I, when I first started, I I, I was like a, a complete mute for like not when I started, but before I started, like <laughs> I was literally I'd sit with a group of people, and then they'd be talking for hours, and I'd just not say a word. And the reason being is because I was watching every thought that I was having and I was judging it. I'm like, well, is this going to make them like me more or not? Uh, mm-hmm. I was so terrified what people might think of me. I just wanted people to like me. So everything that I said, I wanted to make sure that it would make people like me. But obviously you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would miss all the moments because the <laughs> whole conversation's already gone. Yeah. So whenever I knew it was, okay, get over yourself, John. It's not about you. There's something that needs to come through you. And once I surrender to that, then I would watch myself as as the the messages got bigger. Mm-hmm. I would see me stand up like John would stand up like, whoa, you're not going to say that, are you? You're not going to do that, are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get out of the way, sit back down, let it let it come through. And and that was a journey. And now it's like there's everybody's hearing it the same time I'm hearing it. I, there's no sort of filter. There's no sort of mm-hmm. preparation. I don't know. I have no clue what's about to come out and I don't, I don't filter it. I don't slow it down. It doesn't like, if you come to one of my events, well, there's mm-hmm. no telling what's going to come out of my mouth. Like even my team, all my people that have been here for, they're like, Oh, did he just say that? But it's the thing that I talked about earlier about the wrong note. Uh huh. There's a, there's a thing that I say a lot where I notice sometimes some really, genius comes out of my mouth i'm like wow that was like incredible that was genius but also I notice sometimes there's some stupid stuff comes out of my mouth <laughs> like, wow that was stupid and everybody's looking around like wow that was really stupid john and but if i what what i also noticed though is they were correlated and if i stop the stupid i stop the genius but if 
Mm. If I try to filter and if I try to watch and, and, and I'm afraid to say something stupid. So I start to regulate. Ah, I see. And maybe it wasn't really stupid. That's a judgment there. Yeah. So there, here's what happened once I got that. Yeah. So first I got, wait, if I stop the stupid, I'll stop the genius. They, they correlate because they're just mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize that, oh, it's actually not stupid. And if I lean in, just like I talked about with the musician, that uh-huh. hits the wrong note, it's actually not the wrong note. It's just what wanted to be spoken. It was yes. what wanted to be said. Yes. And when I lean into the stupid, it becomes the genius. And like some of my, I, so I got these gold nuggets, like these little bombs I dropped that are like, wow, that's incredible. But then there's other ones I call brown nuggets. Where <laughs> it's the same thing, but they, these brown nuggets pack more impact and more, more, it, transformation in them than a lot of time than most times the gold nuggets because it completely hits people you know, from a, a, a different direction not exactly exactly and it liberates them from the one thing that's blocking them from flow and from love anyway which is <laughs> it frees them from their judgment and from their answers that they're trapped because wait he can't he can't teach about god using shit can he well absolutely he just did right there god is shit yeah. <laughs> too a meaning as well yeah. You know, so. so so you don't want to remove the God from anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't see God everywhere, you don't see God anywhere. So. Just. I mean, I do. I teach a lot about how do you speak in the moment? That's the one way I talk about it. And and I'm very struck with that willingness to to do that allows that 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 quality to come through because you don't know what someone else needs to hear. Exactly. And and yet. I want to say God, presence, the universe, energies, whatever you want to use to describe that does know because, you know, you're part of that whole quantum field. So I'm hearing you do that in each moment of your life. Yeah, it's happening in real time all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's great. So I live in a village now. I came down here to Costa Rica and built an off-grid or a a sovereign village where we're, Mm -hmm. we're not depended upon that sick system out there in the world anymore. We're completely sovereign. So, but I just love it at breakfast every morning. We, uh, we all eat breakfast together and we got this game. It's called dysfunction, but we put the fun <laughs> in dysfunction. And so how it works is if you catch yourself getting triggered, meaning you're experiencing something other than peace, love, and joy, mm-hmm. then, uh, that shit you throw your shit in the bucket the bucket we call it the litter box and you throw your shit in the bucket like okay i was triggered for whatever you know or if you see somebody else getting triggered meaning they're experiencing something other than peace love and joy because Mm -hmm. everybody says love's the only thing that exists i mean not everybody but most people that are in the know love's all (laughs) there is like but to say not to do is not to know and not to do is not to know and you're doing something opposite of what you're saying so if you're experiencing something other than love you have to be lying so you, when you get the trigger, the trigger's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It's it's not functional in love, but so it's dysfunction. But once you put the fun in it, once you make it a game, like mm-hmm. okay, look there it is, and you bring it out because each of us have stories that are still living inside of us from the, from a past identity of who that we thought we were supposed to be in order mm-hmm. to be worthy of love. Which is you know the question being. Uh, who do I have to be to wor- be worthy of love? That's the wrong question because you're assuming that you're not worthy already. Right. But anyway, the point is, we, it's like everything's coming to the surface like all the time in our in our village. That's the that's what caught me going down that path. Is I'm mm-hmm. just talking about how we we're constantly bringing all to the surface and just watching it all. And like, there's no judgment on on any of it. You can see what works 
And well, what works according to what you're attempting to mm-hmm. accomplish. So we're here for heaven on earth, which, you know, if something is blocking the experience of peace, love, and joy, then okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't. But it's not a problem. It's just it's an opportunity to let go, let let something more go that which was just a comfort zone. It was a throttle. It was some sort of limiting belief inside of yourself that kept you removed from the reality that love is the only thing that exists. So, And then you can welcome it. Yes. And then you can welcome that and say, oh, we can, you can bemoan being triggered or you can celebrate it and say, oh, wait, here's another place that I get to learn about and move out of. Absolutely. We literally. That that fiction. We start like, yay. And like the more dysfunctional the thing is, the more, yay, the more we celebrate. Like, Because every adversity has a seed of an equal or greater opportunity. So we're like, whoa, that one sounds pretty. And the more you're like, you feel the trigger, like inside of you, when you hear the thing, you're like, ooh, that's bad. You're like, yay. To the same degree that you go, ooh, you go, yay. And we all mm-hmm. celebrate it. It goes in the bucket. It's that person's shit. But when it comes out, it's our shit. And we all find it inside of ourselves. And we do these breakthrough processes and everybody gets liberated. And, and it's this it's this most incredible experience just to. And this is breakfast. Yeah, that's just a breakfast. So, and now sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we'll sit at that breakfast table and then uh, we'll, but we're still there. And then lunch comes out and we hadn't even moved yet. Oh, <laughs> and that'll happen. That, that, that'll happen at least once a week. We'll mm-hmm. be sitting there for breakfast all the way <laughs> until lunch, just doing this work so and that reminds me of sitting on the the bed of uh my teacher for a very very long time and sometimes you know a group of us would be gathered on her bed in the morning and suddenly it would be mid-afternoon and we'd be finding ourselves boy we're really hungry <laughs> because there'd be so much energy and so much wonderful stuff coming through who wanted to leave and do something else yeah it's just when the flow is on and then all the people that because there's something that's really different here in, in the village versus I call it the old world and the new earth. And, um, in the, so in the old world, it, who I used to be, my old world egoic identity, I very rarely ever experienced peace or love or joy. It was like every now and again, Hey, I feel some peace. Hey, I feel some love, but it was really weird. Uh, cause like it was rare and weird, but now it's the opposite. It's really rare and really weird for me to experience something other than that. Mm-hmm. But else in the old world that does not that's really weird here in the old world everybody's walking around fake they're all got this this mask on they've got a fake smile they're they're pretending to feel something other than they're feeling they're pretending to be something other than they're being and it's just like everywhere and it's really rare to see someone who's authentic and real in the old world but mm-hmm. here it's really weird to see somebody being fake wearing a mask and it's mm. it sticks it's like it sticks out like a sore thumb and how it shows up because it's a, it's a codependency. And now they don't realize that they have it because <laughs> most every relationship everyone has in the old world is a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. So the people will show up to this village and then they start trying to score points. Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 Cause they're trying to figure out what, what I like or what somebody else likes so they can mm-hmm. figure out how to be more like that. And it's really weird to see somebody do that now. Cause nobody does that here. Everybody's just being themselves. Mm-hmm. And so to watch somebody try to score a point, try to figure out who they need to be in order to get a little applause or get mm-hmm. energetically, you know, subconsciously. It's really strange. Like, do you- are you are you trying you being are you trying to win me over right now are you like it's, it's, you know and it's just really fun to call that out uh, when it when they first show because they don't even know they're doing it yeah they just yes themselves but all they're being is the domestication that they indoctrination that they went through the programming they're 
the programming is being ran and they don't even realize it. And so, so, so tell me a little more about the village because we don't even have that in your bio. And yet it's a, obviously a big part of what you're about these days. And what, what led you to create it? I mean, what, what's the story behind the story? Well, as you said you, earlier, you were saying that I invested over half a million dollars in my personal development. Well, what happened is I was doing that. I would go to these events, you know, go like Tony Robbins and like, wow, everybody's like inspired and setting goals and, you know, creating and big mm-hmm. dreams. And and then I'd go back to the old world and everybody's dead. And they, and not only are they dead, but they like beat me up for being inspired. They mm-hmm. for having a goal, for having a dream. Like they start trying to tear me down. Like, this is weird. Why, why is this world like that? And that world right like that. And why can't I just always live in that world? Why do I have to come back to this? Mm-hmm. And so that was how it started. I'm like, what if there was like where you could go to the events and do the work, but you never had to leave? Like everybody, like all the people are coming together that have goals, that have dreams, that have visions. Mm-hmm. And you just stayed around those people. You didn't go back to the the, the dead people that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, tear you down if you got a goal. Yeah. And, uh, that was kind of how, that was how it was birthed inside of me. It was also birthed inside of my, my wife. Now, this is before I had met her. She had a vision of these of villages where she just saw raising family with like the families work like together, like the kids playing with each other, like mm-hmm. uh, bonfires where everybody's circle around and playing drum circles and looking at the moon and things like and she had this, she just like saw these visions that were mm-hmm. so clear to her. And so when I met her, she was heading towards that vision, like energetically. She was going like, I don't, she's like, I don't know how I'm getting there. I don't know what's happening, but I know mm-hmm. that there's something in me that's calling me. Yeah. And she was walking in that direction. I had an event called Awaken Your Destiny, which is like a goal, an inspired goal setting workshop. <laughs> she showed up to that event. And then that's when like she wrote it out on paper. She's starting to sh- yeah, really be able to clarify her vision. And, and she shares it with me. And I'm like, you know, that's my vision too, right? (laughs) What's your name? (laughs) It's like, when you know what your purpose, when you know your vision, when you know where you're going, what starts Mm -hmm. to happen is the closer you get to it, the closer you get to the the other people that are heading to the same vision. Absolutely. Now in the old world, you're like dragging people and everybody's like, uh, and you're getting torn between worlds because nobody Mm -hmm. knows who they are, what they are, why they are, where they are what they want. Like, and so people are just fighting over tr- what, what they think is going to make them happy, but they're mm-hmm. all oblivious to, to it because they don't know who they are and what their purpose is. So, um, but everybody's like trying to put each other in cages and putting rules on them and everything. But once you let all that go and you just follow your vision, you follow your purpose, then other people that are walking that direction too, mm-hmm. they're all of a sudden they're walking next to you and you can just like, reach out and hold their hand, not hold their hand so they can keep them walking next to you. Just so you can just have somebody to connect with while you're walking. Yes. Yes. I'm walking home and we're just happen to be walking home together. Let's just hold hands and enjoy the journey. So that's what Mm -hmm. uh, me and my wife's relationship is like, is just we're holding hands as we walk towards the same home. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how it was birthed. It was both, it was birthed and it was both of us had the vision and then when we came mm-hmm. together, it was actually birthed. And you know, here we are. Well, it does take that, you know, that sometimes that multiplicity of energy in order to actually give birth. Yeah. And, oh. and I always say, because I say the feminine energy is the electricity, the masculine is the light bulb. And so the feminine is the flow and the masculine is the form. So mm-hmm. she brought the energy into it because she's a very emotional creature. 
you know, mm-hmm. emotion is energy in motion, but that energy in motion needs to like, it's, if it's just electricity, to get into a form, yeah, yeah. it's just going to yeah. shock everybody. If it's just water, it's going to flood everybody unless it's <laughs> in a form. So mm-hmm. I was able to put the shape to the energy in motion that she had. And like, we, we worked together in harmony with that, the energy, like she's a, she manifests fast because she mm-hmm. has so much energy in motion. And when that gets channeled and she, she does the sovereign surrender and yields it to the form and that like I'm holding it just, it just, it's wild miracles just all around us on how like mm-hmm. this village is just a miracle. Just, just when you step into it, you can just feel the miracle of it. And the whole thing, like even without even having to see the crazy journey that, that built it, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the miracles that were swirling around to for it to happen even without even knowing all that you can still feel it when you step in and why costa rica uh guidance we were just we were following like because it happened mm-hmm. right before um covid like right before all the whole world got shut down me and her both got very clear a very clear message to uh fly to costa rica that day like mm-hmm. so we packed up our stuff in one hour we got in a, a van and, and we drove across the country to get on a flight to fly out into Costa Rica. And it was the last flight before they shut down. And we didn't, we didn't even know they were going to shut the, all the planes and everything down. Right. Right. No, they were shutting the world down, but wow. we got in, it was the last flight. And all of a sudden that, that day they shut down all the planes, they shut down everything. And then here we are in Costa Rica, not even knowing why we're there. We just knew that we were supposed to be. And then we hear, okay, the world's shut down. And, uh, and so you're here. Hi. <laughs> and we're like, wait, so what? So we're like stuck in Costa Rica. And at first it was, it was a little bit scary when we first said it, like, whoa, we, we're stuck in Costa Rica. But then we're like, wait a minute, we're stuck in Costa Rica. <laughs> Woo. <Woo-hoo>, yes. <laughs> so on the backside, like hindsight 2020, I can, mm-hmm. I, I see many reasons for sure why we're here, but I didn't, we didn't know on the front end what, why we were getting called here, but now, yeah. Now that we're here, you is many very clear. Like there's so many people in this specific area that we're at. There's people from all over the world that are coming for this exact vision, this exact mission. It's being born like all around us. Like we're not the only village right here. There's plenty, there's all these villages that are just being sprouted up and growing for people all around the world coming for this. Yes. But, yes. You know, one of the main reasons, I guess, would be that uh Costa Rica has five percent of the biodiversity on the entire planet. Mm-hmm teeny little teeny it's like teeny but five percent of the biodiversity it's got you know perfect temperatures all year round there it never gets hot it never Mm -hmm. gets cold it's just always perfect uh there's plenty of there's food everywhere there's water everywhere it's just and no standing army because they don't and no army yeah yeah, (laughs) there's no you know there's there's no war karma here you know that none of that energy is here it's the pure vita the pure life is the energy here and you can just feel it and uh just so you said something just a few minutes ago about well you know we got we needed to get on the plane um and you have five different levels in in this your system of how you're seeing people i'll just to make it an easy way and and that level five that that top level um you talk about is you always wait for God to show you the next step. Yeah. Um, because when you do this, that's when the miracles occur. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, it's the five levels. That's what my book is all about. These five mm-hmm. levels of consciousness or five states of conscious orientation, five ways to perceive reality. 
mm-hmm. um, as you're what looking from the perspective, the, the separate self perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, now in level three, you're not really looking from the separate self anymore. You merge, you you, or it's not a merging; it's a letting go of the separation. So mm-hmm. it's like you're you're one with everything for all of eternity. Um, but then you kind of move back in to this unique expression in mm-hmm. level four. But then the issue with level four is you're now you're back in this in this unique perspective, but you remember and you're still connected with the oneness, but you're looking from the the separate self, having the full awareness and the full knowingness, the full feeling and remembrance of the oneness, but you still have a limited perspective. So level five is when those two connect to where it's like you got a GPS system mm-hmm. and now you're going to be guided from that oneness, from the larger perspective, you're guided. The individual is guided as they're being married. You know, the one, this, mm-hmm. the one, the one and the one become one. Like just like as Jesus said, I and my father are one. Mm-hmm. So it's the I and are one. Uh, and so that's that guidance. That's when that happens. And now, for every step that I take, it's like, because it, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to be logical. As my, my wife Mel says, you know, God's plans always never make sense. And they mm-hmm. they have to not make sense because if they made sense, that you would just keep, you'd be in control. You're just doing what you know how to do. <laughs> and another thing I always say is uh, faith untested can't be trusted. If you know how to do it, it doesn't take faith. And if it doesn't take faith, it's not big enough because you're still in control. You're not growing. You're still just regurgitating. So you're not at that edge where you're saying, I don't know where the next step is going to take me. Yes. And you're still willing to step off into that place where it might feel like you're going to fall into the, into the abyss. And then suddenly as you step, you sprout your wings. Yeah. The ring, the wings won't grow until you need them. Right. you don't get what you should have. Mm. You get what you must have. But if there's no, if it's not necessary, then it's not ever. They're not ever going to show up. Mm-hmm. Why would you be walking around like your wings are going to be d- d- clunky and difficult for you if you're just walking around in normal? Life? <laughs> so they're they're not they're just to support you in the decision you made to not leap. There's not going to be any wings to help mm-hmm. you stay wherever it is that you're wanting to stay. But if you want to leap, then the wings will. All right, great. You need me now. Yeah. So most people are getting ready to get ready. They're wait, they're they're waiting for the door to open. Once that door opens, I'm going to make a move. But it's a motion activated door. The door is saying, once you move, I'll move. But the people are saying, no, once you move, I'll move. I'm not moving towards you till you open up. And the door is like, I'm motion activated. As soon as you walk towards me, I'll open up. <laughs> but you don't know that until you do it. Yeah, yeah, you got to give it a go. And that's what yeah. faith is. Faith is literally believing it before you see it. And in quantum physics you know, proves how that works. So it's like the actions of the observed are literally determined by the observer. Mm-hmm. People are just waiting, looking in the mirror, like <laughs> when you're, I wish that mustache would go away. Just come on. As soon as the mustache goes away on the mirror, then I'll be free of my mustache. Like, you know how to get rid of the mustache off the mirror, right? You just mm-hmm. shave your mustache. <laughs> so you got to go for In order for the mirror to move, mm-hmm. you got to move. The mirror is just going to reflect back to you where you are. So, so <laughs> there's a question I want to ask you, and I want to see how, if I can get to it. All right. It's something like this. Do you remember the moment when you really allowed yourself to step forth as who you are? 
so it was a, a series. So in the five levels, like there's a, there was a moment that I transcended each level. And mm-hmm. so the first moment was when I went from level one to level two and like level one is this, is a victim mentality. It's, mm-hmm. it's called, it's, it's called, um, I forget disoriented. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you forget those things? Yes. <laughs> I disembodied. I was disoriented for a moment. So it's where you don't have any direction. You don't know where mm-hmm. where you're going. Why? Which is interesting because level three is kind of the same. You don't have any direction level three either. And also in level five, you don't have any direction because mm-hmm. you've surrendered it all. Um, but you you don't have a direction by choice in level five. In level one, you don't have a direction because you're like this victim. Like I'm, I got I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can, but I got dealt the crappy hand. So, and you're suffering. So you're not only disoriented, you're suffering with it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, how I got from level one to level two was I was driving my car. I was blackout drunk one night and driving, and I rear-ended a car to stoplight. And I came to when I was like, I'm like, what happened? Where am I at? And I'm like realizing I'm sitting in my truck and I'm realizing I just ran into the car. I'm like, uh Oh. And so I put my truck in reverse and I tried to dip out. Uh, but there's a cop sitting at the stoplight that I just happened to rear in the car at and I'm like, all right. And so I was trying to get away, but that cop was right there. So I, you know, I just, sorry, right, I, I, I pull, I surrender. <laughs> and so they, I went to jail. And so there, it was, from like, cause it was how this journey started into the darkness. The journey into the darkness started when I was 12 years old. My, I had an older brother who was 16 and he died. And when he died, it's like, I just, I made a few decisions. They were subconscious decisions. I didn't know that I'd made it, but one was, uh, one was, um, that life is meaningless. You know, mm-hmm. There's, there can't be any meaning to life because if there was like, you know, my brother didn't really get to have one. So Obviously, there's no life is meaningless. Two, there is no God because if there's a God, then uh, I don't want anything to do with that because he just killed my brother and my ruined my family. And then third, uh, I I have failed love, um, and there's no hope for love now. It's just gone. And so those deci- subconscious decisions led me into a really dark experience in my life, and I became a broke, ignorant, blackout, drunk, atheist, beach bum. And that led me all the way up into the point where I ran into a car to stoplight. And then I went to jail and I'm sitting in jail and now I can't run. Now I can't hide. Now I can't numb. I was blackout drunk every night because I was numbing. I, 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 I was so afraid to feel that I had to keep, find some way to not feel. And, and, but how I, how I not felt previously was being stuck in my mind. I would be always, it was just always going. And so, cause if it would have slowed down for a moment, I would have had to feel what was going on or underneath all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and the only way I could get a break from all this was to be blackout drunk. The only way I get a break without feeling all this would be blackout drunk. So anyway, um, now I'm sitting in jail, sobering up and I can't run, I can't hide, I can't numb. And it's just me and me. And I've got to face my feelings, which is just the feelings of, worthlessness I'm, I'm just completely not worthy i'm worthless and when i was sitting there um you know i hear my ego voice just talking trash to me like you could have killed somebody i'm like yes i know but now luckily nobody was hurt but they could have been and but as that voice was kind of like yelling at me like judging me suddenly like i heard it different suddenly because it was saying you could have killed somebody i'm like yeah i know 
you idiot. No, you're, you could have killed. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was like, wait a minute. I could have killed somebody. Yeah. I, I could have killed somebody, which means if one, my, if one of my decisions could hurt somebody, then another one of my decisions could help somebody. And if my decisions can hurt somebody or help somebody, then my decisions actually matter. And if my decisions matter, that means I matter. And if I matter, maybe life matters. Maybe it isn't meaningless. <laughs> and suddenly there was hope appeared in the darkest moment. Well, my one of my darkest moments. <laughs> There's more darkest moments along the journey. Always, this always. The <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one. And uh, like the, the light appears, which is hope that maybe I can make a positive impact on the planet. And so I made a decision that day. Never again will my decisions hurt people. They they will only help people. And that was the beginning of me heading towards the light. I didn't didn't make it into the light, (laughs) but that's when I turned away from, because I just kept going deeper, deeper into the darkness, deeper Mm -hmm. into hell. But I was like, all right, it's dark enough here. I found out what I found what <laughs> isn't. I'm ready to find out what it is, and I yeah, turned. I'll let a little light in. Yeah, and it was just a little, like way out in the distance. There's a little. Mm-hmm. There's. I'm in this dark tunnel, but I'm like, I see something. There's a light down. I swear, I know that's a light, and I just started heading towards it. So yeah, that's how I entered into level two, which is all about success, making the goals and and success and the personal development, all those things. But so let me let me leap forward with that into that. <laughs> That place of taking responsibility, your own responsibility for connecting with, as you call it, I call it too, infinite intelligence. Yeah, so actually this journey through the five levels is a journey of responsibility because. Mm-hmm. But I, for I, you, for you, what was that? How, how did you, how did you allow you, how do you allow yourself? Because that's, I think that's an ongoing surrender to and taking responsibility for that connection. Uh so uh, it was like a, I call it like, uh, faith, building my faith muscles. It's like faith mm-hmm. training and I'm building the muscle. And so I was taking more and more responsibility for my reality along this journey, like level one and then level two. There's, level one is taking responsibility for your health, just your body. Mm-hmm. Level two is taking responsibility for your wealth, which is your external environment. What's going on out there? Whatever you got is what you created. Level three is taking responsibility for your internal environment, your thoughts and your feelings. Level four is taking responsibility for your connection and contribution to others. Mm-hmm. And then levels, cause it's, it's all about relationships. And then level mm-hmm. five is about ta- spiritual connection, which is taking responsibility for your connection to the infinite. And so how that, how I took responsibility for it is one, I let go of all my, I, I emptied my cup. I let go of all my answers of what I was dead certain about. And I use oh. dead certain for a reason, because if you're certain, like you've stuck inside of an answer, you're dead already. Mm-hmm. So I emptied my cup. I let go of all the answers. And then I just was living inside of a question of what, you know, what is love? What is God? Who is God? Like, why is God? And I just lived in those questions and asking mm-hmm. you shall receive, but you've got to be like the degree in which you're going to get the answer to that question is, is in direct proportion to the degree in which you're going to say yes, before you know what you're saying yes to. If you, if you need to know what you're saying yes to, before you say yes mm-hmm. to it, you'll, you'll only get so bit much of the picture. It's only, right. you, you won't get the whole thing until you, until the whole thing knows that you're going to say yes, when you don't know what it is, because that's the only way to open up big enough for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how I was starting to open myself to that was previously when I was an evangelist atheist, 
I was always looking for what was wrong with God. Like if I go to church, I didn't go to church. I just, obviously I just hated church and Bible and any, and any religion. And I hated religions, all of them. Um, and just found everything that I could picked out everything I could find that was wrong with them. Mm -hmm. But now full circle on the other side, I started finding what was right with them. I'm like, all right, let me go back in. Cause I mm -hmm. want to know what, what God is. I really want to know. And so I started going to church five times every Sunday, twice every Wednesday, all different churches though. And, and I'm, you know, different religions and everything. And I'm starting to like, I'm like, well, that that's true. I can agree with that. That feel, I can feel that in me. That's true. Yeah. I feel, uh -huh. but, but I could all, I could see the, the, the lies, the manipulations. I could see that stuff now. Cause mm -hmm. I, that's all I'd done my whole life was find that stuff. So that's still there. I'm very good at that, but yeah. now I can actually, instead of just only looking for that, I can look for, What's not that? I'm like, well, that's not a lie. Mm. That's not a manipulation. That's pure. That's innocent. That's love. And I could start to see it. And it started to take shape. And it, you know, what you appreciate, appreciate. So I started to appreciate it more and it started to appreciate. It started to grow. And I'm like, you just said what he said. And y'all don't even like each other. In fact, y'all hate each other. Y'all are arguing over who, yeah. It, yet you're mm -hmm. saying this. Mm -hmm. And it just, I just started to open so I could fully receive it. And then there was a, a moment. <laughs> when I was ready, because there's a difference between wanting something and being ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll know when you're ready to receive it, when you realize and recognize it's here now, it always has been and always will be. There's like, you you have to know that it's here already mm -hmm. before you'll, you know, understanding doesn't lead to faith. Faith leads to understanding. And faith is believing it before you see it. So you have to believe it before you see it, then you'll see it and then you'll start to understand what it is that you see. Mm -hmm. But you won't understand what you see before you see it. You have mm -hmm. to know. <laughs> and then you see it. And then you can start to look at the picture like, oh, oh, I see what this is. So I'm open, fully submitted. Because I was always an all-in guy, which was... was <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, notice I said I was blackout drunk six nights a week. I wasn't drunk. I was blackout drunk. Yeah. Why? Because, because I'm all in. Yeah. So, you're going to do it. You're going to do it well. When I got into level two, which is you know the goal, success, goal oriented, I I started with no money, no credit, no clue. And my first eighteen months, once I'd made the decision, uh, in my first eighteen months, I'd made four hundred grand. Within two years, I built a multi million dollar empire because I'm all in. So I, of course, that's how you do anything is how you do everything. So here I am. I'm all in. Let's, I'm going you all. You have this community on an island. On a village. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going all in spiritual. I mean, I did the 40 day fast, you know, I went 40 days without eating any food. I'm like, I'm all the way right as far as like, And so I'm wide open, ready to receive. But uh, one day I was at one of the churches that I was going to. And I, I saw one of my buddies that I hadn't seen in years. Uh, he, I used to work on the beach with him and I was in a punk rock band. He was in a reggae band mm -hmm. and we used to play our bands played together a lot. And now, now all of a sudden we had both built a business. I built a really successful real estate business. He'd built a really successful, the biggest taxi cab business in our city. And so, and then we had both went beyond success into more spiritual. Mm -hmm. And now here we are just meeting again for the first time in years after we'd both gone on our hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And, and he's like, and we're at the same parking lot, the same church right next to each other. And he's like, hey, what have you been up to? And I'm sharing. And he's like, hey, you ever play music anymore? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, hey, maybe you want to come by? I've got a storage shed where I paint all my, my taxis. And I got my a recording studio in there. And you can come by and we can play some music together. I'm like, I, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, so I went there. 
and I'm in there playing, uh, and I'm playing on the drums, and he's playing guitar, and we're just so into it. And then we've been there for like you know a couple hours, and then I I look up and there's a guy just starts clapping. We're in a storage shed, and there's a guy standing inside of the storage shed just clapping, and I'm like. Where'd you come from? And he's like, man, I've been here for 20 minutes. Y'all didn't even see me. And he talks all redneck, he big dude, curly hair, very redneck, hillbilly kind of. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, cool. And so anyway, I, the guy, his name was Augie, my friend that I was playing with. He, he said, I got to go. I'm like, all right, cool. So he closes up. And I hand this guy my business card, the, the, the guy in the, in the storage shed. And I'm like, here's my business card. And, you know, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. The next day was actually my birthday and I was in a uh, meditation group and I come out of the meditation group, my phone rings and I don't enter, I don't recognize the number, but, and I usually don't ever answer the call if I don't mm. recognize it, but I'm mm. like, so I hear a voice says, answer the call, answer the call. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I answer the call and it's this dude that I just met in the storage shed and he's like, oh, Oh God, something's come over me. I got to, I got to talk with you right now. Now I don't even know this guy. I only just met him for a few minutes. He's like, something's come over me. I got to I got to talk with you right now. I got to meet with you right now. Cause God's got a message for you. And I'm like, but God's got a message for me. He can come to me. Like, he, don't need, he don't need you. He doesn't need an intermediary. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but you know, being an all in guy, always up for an adventure. I was like, all right, well, where are you at? And he says, I'm at Walmart parking lot. And I was five minutes away. I'm like, all right, I'll meet you there. And so I'm on my way to the Walmart parking lot. I live in Florida. My dad lives in Kentucky. And I, so I call up my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, um, I don't know what's going on, but there's some dude that I'd met in a storage shed. Big red <laughs> guy. Crazy. He says he's got a, he's, he's grunting, saying he's got a message from God that he's got to give to me right now. So if you never hear from me again, check the Walmart parking lot cameras because that's the last place i was and i was serious like mm -hmm. i was like there's a really good chance i'm about to go get murdered this dude's probably going to be wearing my skin later on okay <laughs> like that's like what I, I was really and i was prepared for that i'm like whatever if it's i got to i got to find out mm -hmm. so i pull up and i i he's got this little yellow truck and he's got the door open and i pull up and he's like get in <laughs> <laughs> i'll just sit out here on the side <laughs> well that's what uh, that's what a, that's not all in that's what a half-ass person would say but a whole ass person <laughs> not all in like all right all in like get all the way into the truck yeah all the way into the truck i'm all the way in and then he says shut the door <laughs> i shut the door and then and i sat there now remember i'm I'm highly trained bullshit spotter. I can tell when somebody's lying to me. I can tell when somebody's manipulating me and I've, I'm already trained up in this and I'm just, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm the most present I've ever been in my life. Like my, cause I'm, my life depends on, it. I'm like ready. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm going to jump out of this door, I'm going to just open this door and jump out. And I'm just sitting there and I put my hands on my lap. I look forward and I'm like, all right, just get ready. And then he starts the car. He puts it in gear. I'm like, what is happening right now? And he starts rocking back and forth. And, and then he starts speaking in tongues. And I'd never been around that before. I'd never heard anybody speak in tongues. He's like rocking back and forth, driving, going, oh, whatever he's saying, right? And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And he says, God really loves you. God really loves you. And I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> and so then he starts to share this message with me. 
well, he's, he's just sharing the, the message. So it's like, now it's God talking to me through the guy and we're driving and I'm still waiting. I'll jump out. We're going, we're, you know, driving 50 miles an hour. I'll still jump out if I need to. And so I'm sitting there and I, and I'm just listening. I'm like, okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. That, yeah. Cause remember that's, I can, mm-hmm. I can nail it when I can see that that's innocent. That's pure. There's no manipulation. Yep. The discernment is operational. I'm like, I'm like, true, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then I started saying, how's he know that? How's he know that? He starts talking about my childhood. He starts talking about my parents. He starts talking about my grandparents. I'm like, How? there's no way that he knows this, but he did. And so then he starts talking about my future. And so this is when the prophecy starts coming out. And he's, and then one of the aspects of it, he says, he says, uh, in three days, God's going to come for your life. He's going to ask for your life. And if you give it to him, he's going to give you favor, but you can never take credit for anything ever again. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I, you know, that there was multiple things that he said, but those, that was one of the things that stuck. <laughs> and so I, I, so after where we were, it was like 45 minutes or something that he had driven me around. I finally, he finally lets me out. And so I immediately call one of my friends who's like a real church boy, like, you know, all shucksy, you know, Bible studies on Wednesdays. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call this dude because he's gonna tell me it, what's up with this thing. And I'm like, hey, man, what do you know about people speaking in tongues? He's like, oh, yeah, that's all in the Bible. That's that's fine. I'm like, okay, what about like uh, prophecies? He's like, yeah, prophecies, they're all in the Bible as well. I'm like, really? That's really that's, that. That's like, I didn't know they did that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's all, all normal, but he did, but he said, but the Bible does say a false prophet should be put to death. So, uh, so this could be a guy you need to get as far away as you can from. And then, um, uh, I was like, well, he said in three days, God's going to come ask for my life. He's like, wait, he put a date on it. I'm like, yeah, he said three days. He's like, well, that's easy. Just in three days, you're going to know either this is the real deal or it's, you need to get as far as you can get from him. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, three days later, God came and asked for my life. And, uh, by my, my, I was sitting in my room and my whole room, it just, the whole thing turned to gold. It was this gold, like glitter and, and it like, it was no longer, but I was not separate from it anymore. It was just all there. And then I could hear a voice, but it wasn't like an external, it wasn't out there. It was like out in the glitter, but in, it was in me and it's maybe reflecting out there. It was like all around and I was in it. Um, and the voice was asking for my life. And then I'm like, well, what are you going to do with it? And then I didn't get an answer. So, <laughs> so then here I am like, well, 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 I don't know if I'm going to give you my life or not. You got to tell me what you're going to do. I, I still want control. Yeah. I want to, I want to know what you're going to, what that means. Mm-hmm. And so then there's just the silence and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, you're not going to tell me. I, I, I can, I know that. I, you're not going to tell me. And so up until this point, I'd still been living in my head. Now I didn't know to the degree in which I was living in my head. Um, but I was like playing chess with life. You know, I was like, if I do this, then that'll happen. I do that. That'll happen. I do that. That'll, you know, I'm always trying to figure out the best path, but here I am. Like, I can't figure out the best path. I don't know what move to make. Cause I don't know what my opponent, the one asked for my life. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I can't see their move. I don't see the board. Yeah. So, so I'm like, all right, well, what's, so like the only way that I can f- figure out to f- make a move here is let me just find out what's the worst case scenario. And so now I'm still got control. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the worst case scenario? If, if I, this is, this is God is, and this is, I'm really about to get my life. What's the worst that could happen. 
And I started thinking through and going through just the journey throughout my life. And like, and uh, I came up with, I was like, if, if God were to ask me to just be like a, you know, like a, like completely, like all my cognitive ability was gone where I'm just like, like laying in a bed, I can't speak. And there's a, a, a Metallica song um, called, I think it's called one where it, it talks about darkness imprisoning me. I, I could not see it's about this person who, was in the war, he lost his arms and his legs and his sight and his hearing. So he can't even tell if he's alive or not. He can't move and he can't tell if he's alive. He can't tell, he hold, He tries to hold his breath to, to kill himself, but then he passes out and wakes back up, but he can't tell what's happening. So I'm like, that's freaking terrifying, like that. <laughs> I can't speak, I can't hear, I can't talk. I can't, any, I can't move to be stuck in that abyss. That'd be it. And, and I was like, well, if it's God, what I know for certain is this body's going to die one day. I'm going to be dead. And if it's God, then he's going to have my life anyway. I mean, he's going to have whatever's, whatever's after all this is done. There's something else. And I don't know what it is, where it is and how it happens. So if this is God, then it's pro probably going to be his, whatever it is. So I'm like, well, if that, that there's, that there's it's actually inevitable. There's nothing I can do about it. So then the question is, if there's nothing I can do about it, then why wait? Why mm. what's the point of waiting? Why wouldn't I just do it now? Yeah. By choice. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the secret of life is to die before you die. And when I did that, I, I, I said, okay, I don't know what I'm saying yes to, but anything else was, it didn't have any logical reason behind it. And what I didn't, what happened in that moment was I didn't realize that my mind was my God the reason I was, I was an atheist is because my mind was my God. I couldn't like, God couldn't fit in my mind. Yes. Yes. Bag. Uh -huh. So that's why I couldn't perceive. I couldn't receive or perceive God because my mind was my God. And yes. so once I said yes. And I didn't know what I was saying yes to. My mind was no longer my God. And in an instant, I'm telling you, it was like, boom. I made the 18 inch journey from the head to the heart. I just went all the way down. I dropped into the heart. And my awareness was now in my heart. It was in the, I was sitting in the side of the kingdom mm -hmm. within me. Like I was there because I was no longer up here trying to figure anything out. I was just being, and I didn't know, I didn't know what peace was until that moment. I didn't know. I didn't know what love was. I didn't know. I didn't know what joy was until mm -hmm. that instant. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was liberated. Suddenly I was free. I was weightless. And from that moment forward, I could, I, I could, I had a relationship with God. I, and I was, mm -hmm. I was infinitely connected and I, and I was always guided from that moment. And every now and again, I could feel myself, you know, that's what I say, stay out of the way. I could tell yes. John, John's trying to get in the way. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, you sit your ass down. Cause John's trying to figure out. Oh, happen. If you do that, that'll happen. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I listened to you for 30 years of my life or however long it was. I, I, and you took me to hell. So I'm not mm -hmm. listening to you anymore. I'm listening to this. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I was guided and, and it, it's, it's been weightless, this weightless journey. If there's ever any weight that starts showing up, I realize that I'm trying to take control. Yes. So I've been this weightless journey and now I'm just being used. And uh, instead of me doing, I'm being done. Yeah. And so much, and so much gets done through me because what comes through me is not so much bigger than who I perceive myself to be. Cause remember the only thing you're in control of is your smallness. So I let go mm -hmm. of my smallness and I'm not in control of anything. 
and uh, surrender. Yeah, uh, that's really beautiful, John. That's beautiful in so many levels. Um, and, and I feel how your, your, your discernment skills really increased and opened up the door for you. Like, oh, that feels true. That doesn't. And, yeah. you know, and we can call that a bullshit meter but yeah, it's like really yeah. about what does, what does truth feel like in the body and being willing to, to surrender to that and getting out of the way. So, you know, your willingness to, to receive, to receive, to receive, and to stop trying to figure things out, which was my way always. I mean, cause that's what was where I got the accolades was my brain and my ability to figure things out. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard when, when that's the thing you're getting clapped for and rewarded for and, and, and loved for in your perception of what love is, you're getting significance and attention. You think that's love, but yeah. Until you realize how empty a place that is. And that was yeah. for me, it was like, that just felt so empty. And so that's why I kept looking because I knew that wasn't true. Yeah. There has to be, there's gotta be something different. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but all in people that go all the way to the end of that road. And like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I went there, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. What is there? So yeah. you, you move back into the question and get on a new path. And yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like we could, we've, we've only just begun <laughs> is what I feel like. And we're out of time. Uh, so could you let people know how to reach you, how to find you? Uh, you can download my book for free, uh, the PDF and the audio, uh, absolutely free. Just go to findyourpurposebook.com, findyourpurposebook.com. Uh, you can also plug in, you see over here, earthwakingvillage.com, or if you go to earthwakingvillage.org, actually it would be better. On oh. earthwakingvillage.org, it's going to, you can actually come visit our village. Like, there's a little visit, visitor mm. application. We got events going on down here. You can find out about those, but you can also from there, it'll take you to Earthwake Village, which is our virtual village, like our, mm-hmm. our, uh, like our social media platform for, mm-hmm. for us. So they can plug in there and you can, if you go there, you can actually find me in there and reach out to me, like actually find Jonathan England, chat with me and we'll talk directly. Um, so yeah. Wonderful. Check out my book for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wisdom, your presence, for all that you've shared with us today. You're welcome. Really Thanks again it. for having me on. You're welcome. And thank you to our listeners, our viewers, for being with us here today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly, always, for more wisdom, discovery, illumination, because you can find us on your favorite place, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're, we're in almost all of every player. We're also on YouTube. And if you've enjoyed listening to us today, please leave us a review, because when you do that, it lets other people find what we have here. And when people can access their own wisdom and more of what this wisdom is about, that all helps to transform the world. So if you want to find out more about your own personal quantum connection, remember you too can take the quantum connection quiz now. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. 